Hey, fellow Boundary Breakers, if your current delegation systems are not working to get you out of the day-to-day in your business, there is an exercise on our website that is the first step to get you out of the delegation catch-22. I'm going to throw the link in the show notes for you to go ahead and download. When we wait for the right time, whether it's purchasing new equipment or purchasing a new building or hiring more people or getting our revenue up or waiting till our processes are in place, we are actually losing out on time. We are losing out on efficiency. We are losing out on the opportunity to practice our new skills. We are losing out on forward momentum. We're losing out on accountability, and we're losing out on clarity. Welcome to another episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. I'm your host, Casey Gromer. I am the founder of She Sweet Boutique. With over 20 years of marketing and business management experience, I work with small businesses and female founders using our signature business blueprint. On the show, you get tools, advice, resources, support, and encouragement that resonates with the modern businesswoman. So, fellow Boundary Breakers, let's dive in. Hello, fellow Boundary Breakers, and welcome to a new episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. Hello, I'm your host, Casey Gromer, and in this podcast, we're talking about all the boundaries that make it challenging for women entrepreneurs to build sustainable, successful businesses, and some of the methods that we're using here at C-Suite Boutique to build and run these businesses differently from the status quo in a way that works better for our needs and lifestyles. It is not my typical day for recording podcasts, but something was on my mind this morning. And so I thought I'd hit record really quick and record just a quick episode for you this week. First, before we do that, I just wanted to share some feedback that we got recently from a client. Now, if you have not checked out some of the new offerings that we have put out into the universe, you can go to c-suiteboutique.com backslash work with us, or just go to the website and click the tab work with us. And there are some new options out there that a lot of people are finding very useful. One of those options is that once you've gone through our strategic growth planning process, which is two separate CEO days, we actually will come into your business for one month and offer one month of implementation support. So you get to see what it's like to have a fractional integrator for one month in your business. And we get to show you how to implement all of the tools that we have just created for you in your two CEO days and roll them out to your team and get you up and running with them. So One of the clients that recently hired us for this one-month fractional integrator support contacted me only two weeks into the service and said, we need to talk about another month. I don't know how I'm going to do this without you. So I was super thrilled to get that feedback. It always feels really good to know that people are finding value in what you're doing. And so I just wanted to share that story with you in case this was an option that sounds helpful for you. In today's episode, 
we're going to be lifting up Asma Ahmed, who is the founder of Plum Perfect. We are also going to be sharing today's topic, which is what we lose by always waiting for just the right time. And I also want to talk about what's on my mind outside of business, which is actually not really outside of business. I want to talk about business books. So we're going to be talking about that today. But first, let's lift up Asma Ahmed. She is the founder and CEO of Plum Perfect. Now, if I went to her LinkedIn profile, she actually has a number of things going on in her life. First of all, she holds an MBA from the Columbia Business School and a BS degree with honors in chemical engineering from the University of Virginia. And you know how we love to lift up those women in STEM. She has also, with this foundation in engineering and finance, has 20 years of experience as a venture-funded CEO, operating executive, and management consultant, and she has led over $10 billion in digitally enabled innovations and operations spanning multiple industries like technology, retail manufacturing, and financial services. So one of her latest innovations is called Plum Perfect, and this is an AI or an artificial intelligence tool for the fashion industry. So this caught my mind. She was looking for a way for, especially for women, women of color, to be able to take a picture of their face or their skin and instantly be able to find the right shade of makeup or the right shade of shoes to match any outfit or any occasion. And so she saw this opportunity and she created this technology and it's called Plum Perfect. She received $1 million in venture capital funding and she is one of only 12 Black women to have raised more than $1 million in venture capital funding. And so we are lifting her up today. If you want to check out her innovation. It's called Plum Perfect. And what it looks like to me is this is a tool that gets sold to other beauty brands. So beauty brands can implement this tool on their apps or on their websites so that their shoppers can use the tool to get matched with products and makeup and colors and things like that at the store. I think that's what it looks like to me. Now, don't quote me. But Anytime there are women in tech that are creating products like this, it is going to make our lives better. And I say this over and over, we need more women in tech so that our lives get better because men are not always out there thinking about what makes women's lives better. So thank you, Asma, for Plum Perfect. And if you want to go check out the Plum Perfect website, you can see an example or a sampling of which retailers are using this technology and you can try it out. It is time to get to today's content. What do we lose by always waiting for just the right time? The reason I'm popping in here today to record a quick episode outside of schedule is 
In the last week or two, I've talked to several women who engaged with me in conversation about doing a service, whether it was a blueprint or a CEO day or hiring a fractional integrator. And a couple of them have said, well, I've got this thing going on or that thing going on, or I'm getting ready to hire a bunch of people, or we're busy expanding into a new building. And so I want to wait until it's the right time. And this was always an interesting conversation for me because when we wait for the right time, whether it's purchasing new equipment or purchasing a new building or hiring more people or getting our revenue up or waiting till our processes are in place, we are actually losing out on time. We are losing out on efficiency We are losing out on the opportunity to practice our new skills. We are losing out on forward momentum. We're losing out on accountability and we're losing out on clarity. And why do I feel like we are losing out? So this is not the same argument that you will hear some people say where if I'm not ready to invest right now, I must not really want it. This is not the investment shaming conversation. This is strictly a timing conversation. So if you have the investment to make and you know you're going to make the investment and time is the only factor, let me explain that when you are waiting to invest in some strategic planning support that you get with one of our CEO days and you're waiting until that new building is up and running or you're waiting until your new people are onboarded, what happens is you don't have a plan because that's what we do for you. We do that plan for you. So ironically, waiting to create that plan actually leaves you less clear, less efficient, and less able to get from where you are today to that thing you want to have happen soon. Takes you more time. So the plan that we create for you will actually get you where you want to be with your new building or your new hires or your new revenue or your new processes faster and better, and then some even beyond that. So that's always my question is why do we need to wait? The plan is a plan and it's never a one and done. A plan is an ongoing process. So the awesome thing about taking care of your plan today, even though you think there's other things you need to have in place first, is that first of all, the plan is going to get you there faster and then you can do it again. You can plan again. So you get there and you create another plan and then you get there and you create another plan. And the more you practice at creating and implementing those plans, the better you're going to get at putting the right things on the plan understanding what kind of capacity you have to get things done and how long it's going to take you to get there. And so the more practice you have, the better you get and the farther you can go each time you create a plan. So my argument here is it's never the wrong time to create a plan. And in fact, it's the perfect time to create a plan because not only are you going to get where you want to go, but you're going to be ready to do it all over again, and you're going to get there faster. Some other advice I want to give on creating a plan is we have worked with some clients who 
are creating a plan and they're building their structure around a future state of business. So we're building a team structure around a team that doesn't yet exist. We're building a plan around a revenue stream that doesn't yet exist. We're building accountability around an organization that is a future state. Now, my argument here, people, is if you're doing this, this is awesome. And this is actually not a plan. This is a goal. So what you're doing is saying, this is where I want to be down the road. But what it's missing is how do I actually get there? So you can't build this plan for a company that doesn't exist and a team that doesn't exist and a revenue that doesn't exist and expect it to happen. So instead, what you need to do is say, this is where I want to be. This is my goal. Now the plan is, what do I need to do to make my business get there? What do I need to do to bring in more revenue? What do I need to do to be able to hire more people and build that team structure that I want? What do I need to be able to do in order to get to a place where we can expand our facilities? So the plan is something that needs to be created for today's state. Where are you at today? What do we need to do today? And how are we going to systematically get you to where you want to be tomorrow? Because I see a lot of that happening right now too, is we've created a plan. Yes, you've created a plan and there's no money in place to make the plan happen. There's no people in place to make the plan happen. And so how is this actually going to happen? So we can't miss that step. And that is why it's so important to start the plan now, because you see how that works. The plan that you create now is going to get you to the place where you want to be tomorrow. And then once you get to that place tomorrow where you've got more revenue and you've built your team, then you have a whole new plan and it's a cycle. That's why we do retainer services, because planning is never once and done. We do planning every quarter, because once you hit your goals, you've got to grow more. And by grow more, I don't necessarily mean you need to grow the business more. Sometimes that's not what it's all about. But grow more, meaning we can improve, we can get better, we can work less, we can create more customer satisfaction. That's what I mean by creating that growth. So do your plan based on the resources and the situation you're in right now. And where you want to be, that's the goal. So that's how you create the plan of how I'm going to get from here to there. What's on my mind outside of business today? I saw something come up in my newsfeed in Facebook this week, and I've seen these advertisements come up before. And this was for an app or a service called Shortform. Shortform promotes itself as a, it's like 
reading for dummies. And so it wants to make reading and absorbing new content easier for people. And I looked at it and I thought, this is exactly what I need. Because one of the big reasons I don't read a lot of business books or self-help books or personal and professional improvement books is because I get through a portion of the book. It's super interesting. I get through a portion of the book and then they lose me. Because there's a lot of, for me, a lot of irrelevant context in the book. There might be fluffy words, there might be creative stories, there might be behind the scenes. And to me, I don't really care about that. It just draws out, you know, the process of getting the book done and getting the book read. I want to focus on the key highlights. I want to focus on the things I can implement, the things I can take away. So this is what short form claims to do. So I tried, I get a five-day free subscription And so I'm trying this out, and so far it's pretty good. So I obviously picked business as one of my areas of interest. And so I'm scrolling through the available books that I can take from. And there's things like Atomic Habits, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Thinking Fast and Slow, like some of the classics, some of the great ones. I haven't read all of them. In fact, I haven't read a lot of them. I'm aware of them. But here's the point I want to make. I'm going to read you the authors of, and scrolling through this entire page, here's the authors that are presented to me. James Clear, Cal Newport, Jordan Peterson, Josh Kaufman, Dale Carnegie, DJ DeMarco, Stephen Covey, Daniel Kahneman, Morgan Housel, another Stephen Covey, Mark Manson, Peter Thiel, Tim Ferriss, Robert Greene, William Zinser, Chris Anderson, Austin Kleon, Ryder Carroll, Chris Voss, Mortimer Adler and Charles Van Doren, Josh Waitzkin, Tony Robbins, Byron Sharp, Matthew Walker, Marcus Aurelius, David Allen, Daniel Gilbert. Okay, am I making my point here? Does anybody notice anything about all of the books that I just listed off to you that they're suggesting are going to make me a better person. In case you haven't been listening to this podcast for the last 55 episodes, all of the authors of those business books that have been presented to me to tell me they're going to improve my business acumen, they're going to make me a better person and improve myself are all written by men. They are all written by men. And this is actually something that I noticed when, like right before I came up with the C-Suite Boutique idea, I noticed that all of the business books that I had been reading were written by men. And so they were presenting these concepts and ideas to me that were built for men who had a very different experience with living life than I had, where I'm doing child daycare and I'm birthing babies. I'm taking off work to take care of sick kids. And I'm, you know, like all of these methods they're suggesting to me work really well for somebody who's very much supported differently in their business than I was. And so I just wanted to call this out today is that all of these books are being written by men. And I'm not saying there aren't books out there being written by women, but go look for them. Go look for them and see what kind of business books are being written by women. They definitely have a different approach. They have a different tone. 
a lot of the books are more about communication styles or about burnout and overwhelm or very much more like coaching versus business acumen and running businesses. And I think this is a huge detriment to our society because we're constantly being told how to build our wealth and build our economic and financial security from men who do not have our life experiences and do not have many times our best interests in mind. So what are we going to do about this, ladies? Are we going to demand that more women are represented in these lists of top books for self-improvement? Or are we going to start writing more books? I'm not sure which it is, but this is just something that I wanted to bring attention to today. And I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do about it yet, but I feel like I do need to say something to somebody. So when I decide what that is and who I approach and how I approach it, I will probably put something in LinkedIn about what I decided to do. So if you're not following me on LinkedIn or if we're not connected on LinkedIn, please do reach out and make that connection. I'm at Casey Gromer, and that's today's podcast. That's a wrap, ladies. So if you are a listener of the podcast and you have not had an opportunity to leave a rating and review, please go ahead and do that. It means the world to me, and it helps listeners find the show. It helps our listen score go up so I can bring you better and better and better content. And then also, in case you have not gone out to the website c-suiteboutique.com backslash visionary. You can download the exercise that we are using with our very own C-suite clients to create that first step that they need to take to build their teams into a self-managed, high-performing team. And once you download that visionary exercise, you will also be on our email list. So if we are sending out, we will try to be sending out reminders of when podcast episodes are published. We will send out news that we think you might be helpful for women entrepreneurs. And of course, anytime we have new offers, specials, or services that you might find valuable, it will be in that newsletter. Honey, what is it that you wanted to tell our listeners today? Get out there and break some boundaries and do it for me and my generation. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. If you enjoyed this episode, would you be willing to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're tuning in? You can connect with me on LinkedIn using the link in the show notes. And until next week, Don't be afraid to get out there and break some boundaries.